The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai, Episode 4. Welcome to The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. I'm your host, Dr. Yishai Barkadari, psychologist and adaptability coach to entrepreneurs and business leaders. I believe that working on your business is more important than working in your business. If you want to achieve your business goals and dreams without the cost and pain of having to make every mistake yourself, then The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is the podcast for you. I'm here to help you learn from the lessons of entrepreneurs and business leaders to help you work on yourself and your business so that you can save time, energy, and grow faster. For those of you new to the show, The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai presents three new episodes each week on Insight Sunday we dive into the minds of business leaders through insightful guest interviews. On Story Tuesday, we dig deeper with them and learn firsthand from their stories, hard-earned lessons, and experience. On Thrive Thursday, it's just you and me on the couch, where you'll hear scientific research, my thoughts, and tangible tactics to adapt and grow yourself and your business. Grab a proverbial seat and listen up so you can learn from the minds and mistakes business leaders and apply their wisdom to your life and business. For those of you who don't know, Marlena Semenza is an international photographer and visual strategist specializing in personal brand images. Her diverse client base has included athletes, celebrities, and public figures, including Miss North Carolina. An industry veteran, she uses her degree in photography and 20 plus years of experience both in front and behind the camera to tell her clients' stories in their most unique way. Her work has appeared on over eight magazine covers and has been featured in publications such as Women's Day and the New York Times. She also hosts the podcast Beyond the Lens, as well as a video series called Move the Needle. Before we dive in, I wanted to share that the Business Couch with Dr. Yishai is brought to you by Adaptability Coaching. If you lead a six or seven plus figure business and experience a drag or dip in your growth, if you notice diminishing engagement or passion in your business, if you want to eliminate exhaustion and burnout in yourself or your teams, if you sense that you or your company would grow faster and stronger if you could just pivot efficiently and effectively when circumstances change, like they have so much in 2020, then you've got an adaptability problem. Adaptability coaching will give you and your business the psychology and neuroscience-based tools to understand and leverage core adaptability skills through the unique 3D adaptation framework. You can learn to harness and leverage core adaptability skills to grow yourself and your company. You can learn to become fast, flexible, and formidable. You can learn to turn tough circumstances, reactions, and exhaustion into energy, excitement, and excellence for you and your company. To learn more, go to dryishai.com slash coaching. On today's episode, Marlena shares about the importance of knowing yourself and knowing your clients. She talks about her six values and how they show up in her personal life and in her business. And she talks about the importance of non-negotiables and how she developed and became really clear about her personal values, her non-negotiables, and how that shows up in her day-to-day in her business and as an entrepreneur. Now, without further ado, join me in welcoming Marlena Semenza. Welcome, Marlena. Hi, Dr. Yashai. How are you? Good. I'm doing well. How are you? 
I'm well. Thanks for grabbing a seat with me on the business couch today. Yeah, it's a little intimidating, this couch. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope not too intimidating. By way of intro, so on Insight Sunday, we dive into the minds of entrepreneurs and business leaders to uncover insights into how their minds work and extract tangible takeaways to learn and implement. So I wanted to start with your journey and really to ask what a brand photographer and visual strategist does, and can you tell us how you decide to become one? What I do is I communicate the essence of who somebody is and tell their story. A lot of people will, when they think branding, they'll think headshot. The analogy I always give is that a headshot is like a book title. It gives us an introduction, but that's all that it does. But the reason we invest and buy the book is always for the story. And so that's what a brand photographer does. They tell the story. The way I came about it is I photographed everything under the sun in the course of my career, from families to children to weddings to sports. I also did set styling and design, interior design, location scouting. So I get to bring all of these things together and use whatever I need to to tell someone's story. Wow, that's a lot. I know that you know people love to say that a picture tells a thousand words, but to tell a whole story in a picture is quite ambitious. I happen to know personally that you do it extremely well. Oh, thank you. I would love to hear a little bit more about what happens in your brain when you're doing that, and maybe a little bit about how you kind of came into becoming that way. I don't know that it was a becoming that I... I can say, okay, well, this was a pivotal moment for me. I think any creative will tell you that it's always been there. It's just the nurturing along the way and the fostering along the way that will make it more astute. Hmm. You've really fostered some parts of you, some creative parts of you, some skills. I'm curious what it means to you to kind of bring those parts together. I operate from a core belief as far as my business goes that people deserve to be seen in a unique way, Mm. often for the best of who they are. I don't believe in telling the same story for everyone because everyone's different. And we do have commonalities. For example, we all work on a computer. We all talk on a telephone. Most of us drink coffee. If those are the images that you are, are only showing, it's doing nothing to make you unique and it's doing nothing to tell your unique story. I want to go way beyond that. And so in order to do that, it's a lot of, it's a questionnaire, it's a lot of conversation and it's a lot of kind of digging into who someone is. Okay, well, tell me more about that. Tell me more about that. And once they hit on something, I'll know and I'm like, okay, that's where we're going to start. Hmm. So when you work with your clients, it's really about finding their uniqueness, their story. You do that with a questionnaire. You get a lot of information from them. You have conversations. You do a lot of digging. Mm -hmm. There's a kind of almost, I don't want to say archaeology, but there's definitely a kind of digging that you do to really get at what makes them unique and the story, the unique story that they have to tell. And that's a really big part of it. And I think in order to do that, you really have to be a naturally curious person. Mm. And people fascinate me. Mm. Do you want to say a little bit more about your curiosity? I just, I have never, there's an old saying, something along the lines of, I don't believe that there's a person alive you wouldn't fall in love with if you hadn't heard their story or if you had taken the time to hear their story. Mm -hmm. And I believe that because I believe there's something about everybody that you can latch on to. There is something about, and even if I, I recently actually listened to a Donald Miller video and in that he said, 
approach people in the way that you already admire them. You're just looking for that thing to put that admiration on, so to speak. I think that's part of it. But on the flip side, I also will not photograph and work with just anybody because if I can't fall in love with you, I can't get other people to fall in love with you. And it's not that there's anything wrong. It's just that we're just not a good fit. Mm. So for you, falling in love with someone is really about that curiosity and learning and seeing that story, that uniqueness to them. When you see that, being able to see it yourself allows you to put the lens on that and then you get to show that to the world. And if you can't see it, then you're going to have a lot of trouble putting that lens on it, capturing that and showing that to the world. I will also do research on the people that come to me. And Mm. if there are things in there that I just can't get past, for example, if you beat your wife and you've been in the news for that and things like that, I have a tough time getting past that. Not that I don't believe in forgiveness for people and things like that. It's just that that's more reputation management than I'm willing to take on. Hmm. So I'm hearing that for you also, you do research because of your own integrity and what you need in order to be able to really serve that client. Correct. And so I'm hearing there are kind of two sides to this when you approach business. One side is really knowing the client and the other side is really knowing yourself and your integrity and your values. Mm -hmm. And so having both of those I'm hearing is a really important part of your approaching and making the right choices for yourself and for your clients so that Mm -hmm. both you and they can really be set up for success there. Right. And I think a dear friend of mine recently wrote a book called Black Sheep. It's about finding your core values because the way he explains it in the book is that the reason why black sheep are not valued is because their will cannot be died. So they can't be anything other than what they are. So once you know what your non-negotiables are and what your core values are, it's much easier to make decisions that are in alignment with them and much easier to construct your life and your business around those things. Mm. Yeah. So it's what we're hitting on and what you're sharing is so powerful. I really love that metaphor of the black sheep where you can't die, you can't change, you can't dress it up. It's, it's really seen exactly for what it is. And what I'm hearing is that for you, you've really seen this in your business that without knowing that, the decisions and the choices that get made are ones that don't help the business, don't help the client. And the better you know that, the better you get to make that decision. And that's a real core part of the success that you've had and the choices you've made and the mindset that you've cultivated around doing business the right way. Mm. And also too, if we don't know what our values are, then we wind up winging it. And that's never a good thing. Mm. If it's okay for me to ask, I would love to hear some of your core values that for you are really important when you make decisions in your business. I can tell you there are six of them. It's calmness, creativity, connection, faith, integrity, and kindness. Wow, what a list. (laughs) It took a lot of digging to get to that because there are other things that are important to me, let's say, but it's not necessarily a core value. So how do you separate out what is a core value and what isn't a core value? It's the things that drive you. It's the things that, you know, not to keep going back to that word, but that are non-negotiable mm. to you. Yeah. So non-negotiable is coming up over and over again. And, and that also means something. I think it's so important and so useful to understand that we all have things 
that are non-negotiables. And we might make decisions that ignore what's non-negotiable, but then we end up in a really tough place down the line. We find ourselves somewhere and trying to negotiate, having to deal with what's non-negotiable when someone else is expecting us to negotiate around those things. You know, the flip side of that is when you know and you have clarity around what isn't negotiable, then you get to make really clear decisions. What's yes, what's no. That is so empowering in a big way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I would love to hear if you're open to sharing a little bit more about each of those core values that you have around your business, your non-negotiables. As far as calmness goes, I seek that out in my life anyway. And even when it comes to my business, I try and make the experience as calm as possible. I don't like a lot of people on set with me because I want it to, to be a lot about me and who I'm working with. Coming at things from a peaceful and serene place and also simplicity plays into that. There are a lot of things that play into it, but it's creating that environment. As far as creativity goes, I think in images. I, <laughs> I'm always looking to push that creative envelope farther and farther. Connection, it, it's, it's all about finding the connection with my client and then connecting them to their audience and finding the essence of what makes them who they are and also connecting other people. Um, I love to introduce people and help further whatever they are doing. Faith, it's part of that is certainly religious, but also part of that is also faith in people, faith in my abilities, faith in outcomes. Integrity, and a lot of people use authenticity. Authenticity to me is an outward display. Integrity to me is something that makes you whole. Like, let's say uh, you use a, a bowl to hold the contents of, of something. That's, that's what it's designed to, to do. But if you use it to dig in the garden, it's not really being authentic to what it is. That's one thing. But is that bowl complete? Or does it have cracks in it? Or does it have chunks missing? Is it acting in harmony with, with its purpose? Things like that. To me, those are more... So integrity to me is more of a, an inward thing where authenticity is the outward display of that integrity. Hmm. And then kindness. I believe in being kind to people. I believe in that driving our actions between one another. It can, I struggled back and forth when I was defining my core values between that and service, but I realized that my kindness manifests itself often as service to others, but my service doesn't always manifest in kindness. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, the service doesn't drive kindness, but kindness always drives service to me. Kindness is a way of thinking about others and being with others that leads to service because right. of that way of thinking and being. Whereas people can serve, you know, and you see this all the time, whether it's in some stores or restaurants, you can serve someone and really not have that viewpoint or that way of thinking about right. giving and how to be there and how to be present and, and how to offer something, or you might be thinking only of offering one thing and really missing out on a lot of other parts of it. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's really sure. helpful to think about. And you know, it really reminds me also of Jim Collins in, I believe it's Good to Great, talks about how companies that really achieve greatness are all centered around their own values. And they're not always the same values but it is their own. And they really, for them, it's really non-negotiable. They run their company by those values. Uh, and so I'm really hearing a lot of that. 
But here's the the curious thing about it to me as well is that you may have your personal core values, but I believe, especially if you have a, a company where you staff people, you should have core values that everyone is aware of. Because even in the way that you drive that company, everyone has to understand the way it's driven and why it's driven that way. There's a difference between your personal core values and then the core values of the company, because how you may personally drive your own life can be very different than what you want the company or how you want the company to be driving its own kind of existence and its own, not just survival, but how it's going to thrive. Right. You know, I said that faith is a core value of mine. Well, it's hard to make that a core value of someone else, but I can certainly make kindness a core value of my company. Companies, like I said, that do have employees really kind of diving into that and seeing what makes it a core value for them. And is it something that everyone understands? Yeah, there's so much to be said there. I'm kind of curious about your own experience with that and working with people and how to communicate that or how to address that. How do you think about that by way of making that more successful when working with people? Because I know you work with people all the time. I do, but I'm still a solopreneur. Hmm. So it's easy for me to just go by the values that I hold and operate my business that way. Mm -hmm. Perhaps it is also finding that connection between people that makes it easier because especially if someone else holds similar values to us, it's easier to work with them, but not necessarily impossible not to if they don't. You find immediately a lot more alignment when their values and yours are very similar. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, that doesn't mean you can't work with people who have different values. As long as you have clarity and you're managing maybe not even managing, but really addressing those differences and finding a way of working together with those differences. Mm-hmm. I wanted to move into a lightning round, ask you a few quick fire questions. Sure. Yeah. So I wanted to start off with, is innate talent or building skills more important in business? I think it depends on the business. I think in anything creative, or at least with photography, it's that innate talent that is a little more important because I can teach you how to light something, but I can't teach you how to see it. I think you can still be a successful photographer and be more skill-based. I just think it's, for me personally, it's the innate talent. In the case of like photography, it's more about having that eye and how you see something. And then you can build a lot of skills on top of that and really through those skills move from good to great. But then there's only so far that skills can get you. What type of content have you been consuming lately and how do you consume content? Well, right now I am certainly digging into, like I said, my friend's book about black sheep, but I'm also a big reader. Love Donald Miller's story brand. There's another book called An Incomplete Education that I always go back to from time to time just because it fascinates me. So, What are the non-negotiables in your life? Well, like I said, we covered them. Calmness, creativity, connection, faith, integrity, kindness. Mm-hmm. So those are the values through which you kind of run your business. I'm curious mm-hmm. if there are any other non-negotiables like routines or uh, any kind of time that you protect. Not necessarily. I think it all runs through those six values because I think the value itself is more important to me than the action or the time or things like that. 
So it's really the other things in your life that are non-negotiable are because they're connected or run themselves through one of those six values. Where or how can people find and connect with you and your company? Easiest way is my website, which is marlenasemenza.com. There are links on there to my Instagram and my LinkedIn and my YouTube channel. Awesome. And we're going to have all those links also in the show notes. So if you would love to connect with Marlena or just follow her and see more of what she's got, then you can find them there. And so one last question that I'd like to ask related to that is what type of outreach do you welcome versus what kind of outreach might you not welcome or even potentially ignore? I am open to almost all connections. The only connections that I'm not open to are ones that come at me from a salesy point of view. We've all had them at networking events, things like that, where someone will come up and, oh, hi, don't even ask your name. And they're trying to sell you, you know, their latest and greatest broom or whatever it is, because you need this in your life. Mm. Well, you don't know that. (laughs) I'm a big proponent on building relationships. Mm. So if you're coming at me and looking to do that and see how we can potentially help one another or then, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And we've all had people who just show up and they're pitching and it's really off-putting. The person's really only thinking about what they want or what they need or how they think they can be helpful as opposed to like really getting to know me and us building a relationship and them really getting to know what I need. Right. Be prepared. If you connect with me on LinkedIn, I will, especially if I don't have a note from you or something like that, I will ask you to tell me more about yourself after we've connected. Do that. It's still social media. Do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Otherwise it's like dropping a business card in my lap and running. I don't know what to do with it. I know what to do with it. You put in the garbage for recycling. (laughs) That's the difference between welcome outreach versus unwelcome outreach. And that's the reason that I really like to ask those questions. I think there's so much we can learn because Mm -hmm. we don't always think about it and we don't always slow down and stop and say, what is welcome? What is not welcome? So thank you for sharing that. I want to say thank you so much for joining and sharing your thoughts and wisdom when it comes to being a solopreneur, when it comes to non-negotiables and having values and running your business according to those values and how important it is to both do research and to know the client as well as know yourself. Those are such Mm -hmm. really important and helpful pieces of the mindset that are so important to set yourself up and your clients up for success. I also wanted to thank you, the listener, for joining us, for listening. And I wanted to say for anybody who has ever thought or felt that they have a story to tell and that they wanted to share images that really tell that story, if they ever wanted to learn more about that, a person I would most highly recommend to get that from is Marlena. I can't be complimentary enough about this. I've seen it and we may end up diving a little bit more into this on Story Tuesday. But one of the things that I really admire is the way, Marlena, that you have really pivoted and really been able to adapt, especially in such challenging times as we've been having. I have seen Marlena take branded photos from across the country and across the world, and it is unreal, unbelievable. And so some more of that may be coming up on Story Tuesday. I can't wait to dive deeper into your hard-earned lessons on Story Tuesday. Well, thank you.
Thanks for joining us today on The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai. If you enjoyed today's episode, take a moment to rate and review the podcast. It helps grow the show and gives more people like you the ability to learn and grow. You can also click the share button to share today's episode directly with someone you know who would enjoy it. The Business Couch with Dr. Yishai podcast artwork is made by Sam Barkadari, show notes by Yishai Barkadari, and music by www.purple-planet.com. The advice and opinions of the host and guests are our own. I'm a psychologist, but not your psychologist. The conversations and content of this podcast do not contain or create any psychology practice, diagnosis, or therapist-patient relationship with either the guest or the listener. So do your own research before using anything from this podcast. Thank you for listening. Remember, our thoughts and reactions affect our actions. By listening, we can learn from the challenges others face and the choices they make so that we can make better decisions and get better results. 